start it. I'll cut that out. What a day. What a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. This is it. We are here. We are doing something. Everyone that's listening to this right now is probably thinking, what the fuck am I listening to? That's fine. I'm going to explain everything. I'm going to introduce everyone. And we're going to get this on. This is a new thing. This is same level. You guys thought you knew same level. You guys thought you knew what that was. We're going to explain what that is over the course of many episodes. And this is a new podcast, a new show, a new thing for your phone. So you can listen to us all the time. So what is same level though? What are we doing with this thing? We're just going to play cool music like this. No, we're, this is about fantasy football, but it's more than that, right? This is fantasy football is more than football. The fantasy football is more than numbers on the computer, right? Like there's a whole community aspect to this and we've got one. We've got this huge community of literally at least 23. Like I don't count Booyah. But we got at least 23 people between two leagues that for some reason can't stop fucking talking on Slack all year. So there's something there that we should probably talk about. And I think you guys would listen to it. And I think we could look at it from a macro level. And maybe that would make other people interested in well. That, that people that aren't in our league, maybe they'll be interested too. So before we get any further, I am not going to be alone today. On a shitty telephone line, it seems, I also have someone that we call 10-Foot. Now, he might go by something else, but we're going to call him 10-Foot. He, he has a politically incorrect name on the fantasy football boards. We're just going to cut that right out. He is 10-Foot on the show, so welcome everyone, 10-Foot, if you can hear what he's saying. Yeah, right, calling in from a, a tin phone. It's pretty bad, so uh, this is going great Live so from far. Iraq via satellite. Literally, I mean, it <laughs> sounds like you're probably in, like, the Bahamas or something, knowing you. No, no, and we'll get to all of the uh, the stereotyping, I think, either later in the show or throughout the podcast, but uh, for some reason... Yes, think so that, that is definitely important. We're going to stereotype, because I think in 2018 we need more of that. So we're going to stereotype people in the Fantasy League. And like I said, we want to look at this at a macro level. Like, nobody knows... If you're not in the same level of Fantasy Football League, you don't know who AOL for Life is. But I guarantee you that you have an AOL for Life in your league, so you will relate to him. Well, you'll relate to having to deal with him. So there's there's definitely aspects of fantasy football that I think we can all look at together and laugh at and understand. And that's fun. That's cool. I'm tired. Like, I listen to dozens and dozens of these podcasts, fantasy football podcasts, and I am tired of hearing the your top 10 tight ends this year. I really think Jimmy Graham's going up into the Gronk echelon. Like, I am so <laughs> tired of these people that are just – prognosticating uh, just magic i don't understand how i but i'm i'm guilty of listening though do you listen to these podcasts <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah uh I, first off i just want to call out that uh maybe you don't like top 10 tight end list because we haven't had a tight end in our league for our, since i've been in here which is five six years now that's true so i'm just just throwing that out there that um, is one of the downsides of of having no tight ends required in our league is that researching quote-unquote researching or listening to any sort of fantasy source like you have it's to literally so cut their stuff apart 
It's, it's so difficult. Uh, and if you want to mock draft, right? Like we, I feel like we've massaged this league for as long as I've been in it uh, each year. And it's, it's very interesting things that we've done, but yeah, coming in with uh, without a tight end makes it extremely difficult to yeah mock draft or do any sort of research. Uh, so if, if you're feeling that pain, uh, buddy, I, I certainly am too. And honest, you say we've done and we've massaged the league. Honestly, this league hasn't changed very much in the last couple of years. We, now that we've literally added democracy to the process of we of added an entire things, league, but we added an entire league. I would we say did. We've, we did we've that through, through a democratic process. But I would say overall, the democratic process has grinded progress to a halt. And I would like I would like to at some point discuss taking a step back and maybe maybe rethinking the dictatorship route i think we get more done <laughs> but i understand why everyone wants to vote on stuff it's just we always end up with 50 50 votes maybe we need to change the threshold for Agreed. what does get passed yeah i mean two-thirds or something like that i mean we've also got the illuminati i mean maybe they could play a role in this there's so many different options here to, to the people that aren't in same level, which I assume no one that's not in same level is listening to this show, but just in case someone sees some fancy artwork on iTunes and they decide to download a random show, we set a threshold of 75%, so eight people in the league have to say yes to an amendment to get it added to the Constitution. And what it has done is that we'll get 12 amendments to put in the Constitution, we'll vote on it, most of them make sense, and, and more than half of the league says yes. And then it, and then it never hits seventy five percent. So it nothing ever passes. It's literally it's it sucks. But I get it. That's how real Congress works. They don't want things to just go through easily. So you want to move slowly, and you're safer that way. And we'll literally we'll never see tight ends again with the system that we've got. This democratic system. But anyways, anyways. <laughs> it, it so the cha like let's it. talk about amendments then let's let's skip ahead to amendments we have a little show note thing here we got some stuff to talk about trust me this is not just off the cuff i mean though it is kind of just off the cuff i would say that we have a few things that 10 foot did a great job so changes from this year we have a few but most of them i would say are pretty fucking boring so just recapping quickly we tried to add tight ends back right i tried to add tight ends back everybody was like this is only because he's got gronk i get it keeper system throws things yeah, throws wrenches and things I, I think we need to at least call that out right like and you self-admittedly put out the fact that hey like i'm i stand to benefit from this amendment that i'm proposing do you want to vote for it so yes. i mean there was that element yes i was very honest about it but seriously who really cares i, I mean i just whatever whatever so now we don't have tight ends so that did not pass even though 50 percent of the people wanted it and then then next we move on to uh, the and the ninety nine percent act, which got sixty six percent. Maybe it was wrong. Don't so it is. It's sixty six percent for our league, and that passes. We've already fucked up. We've already failed, and it literally <laughs> is embarrassing off the top. But, but so it's sixty six percent that re is required to pass some things. But still, we barely hit that. So this one got sixty six percent and the ninety nine percent act. It basically took away all these cool weekly prizes. Right. And then it just gives it all to whoever comes in third place. Like how arbitrary is third fucking place? This one was so frustrating to me. Uh, I don't remember who proposed it, but kudos to Coheeds. them. Because, Coheeds, thank you. Like shout out to Coheeds, one of our league members here. 
But the reason I love the, uh, you know, the way we had it last year is it incentivizes people to keep playing throughout the year because you stand to gain something on a week to week basis. Now, like you can easily throw in the towel halfway through and, you know, we certainly have members in our league that would throw in the towel and that's not fun for anybody. So I was very, very disappointed to see like all of our prize money go back to the third place person. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I will admit that it has sucked. That literally, this is our eleventh season, and we've never paid money to third place. So, I mean, that that it's nice that maybe third place gets some love because that third place game has never mattered, and that kind of sucked. Um, but yeah, like it, taking away the weekly thing was pretty annoying. Although, if you do break it down, the people that got the weekly monies. They were the people that were more likely to end up in the actual monies at the end of the season, too. So it really wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't spreading the wealth at all. It was really distributed a little bit unevenly. I think even Blitzed, who we might be talking to in a little bit, he said himself, I think he won like four or five of the fucking weeks. So and he then he won the championship and the hypothetical championship. And I sent him like a thousand dollars. And so it's not necessarily distributing wealth. To everyone yeah. evenly. So it's like, you know, America. This is great. This is it awesome. is. It is very similar. But, you know, so maybe taking it away and giving it to third is just, you know, being honest about it. But anyway, so moving on. So we have Don't Waste Our Time Act. I think this one's going to bite us in the ass somehow, at least to me, because I'm the one that has to manage the fucking draft. This passed <laughs> overwhelmingly. So now we have a, a timer on, on picks in the draft. As we should. As we should. Because we've all been there sitting in drafts where you've got one guy who's just you know, negotiating their pick for like 10 minutes. And you're like, dude, you have the first pick. How did you not know this? It is annoying. And it's typically AOL who's, who ends up settling <laughs> after seven and a half minutes on Matt Ryan in the sixth <laughs> Every round. Every time. Every um, time. But, so I get it. I get it. That's annoying. But what's going to end up happening? It's not necessarily that I'm not upset about the fact that we've got timers on the picks. I'm upset about how we're going to try to handle what happens when someone misses their time. Because I'm not 100% sure that CBS, which newsflash to anyone who doesn't know this, we play on CBS, which might be just totally crazy to you. Um, but God, I don't know if CBS is going to be able to handle that, handle the next pick and skip this guy. And then whenever this guy comes back, he's allowed to make his pick at that point in time. Hopefully that works out, but that's the only reason I'm afraid of it. I don't, I don't know, man. I think the easy solution, and I would imagine, technically speaking, they've already built this out, is you, like there's a time limit, and if you don't draft anybody, it drafts the top player in your queue, and if there's nobody there, it's the top player available. Like, done. I don't want to reward anybody for not who, paying attention or taking Who sets their queue? Long. Everyone's going to have the CBS default queue in there. No, like you can – no, I'm saying like you pick and drag players in there, right? Oh, and like the watch thing or like my Yeah, watch exactly. List. Yeah, it's, or it's it's like the queue, your draft queue, right? And you can pick which order you want to draft them. And so all I'm saying is I bet you CBS has something where when the time runs out, it'll take that top guy in the queue or take the best available player if there's nobody in the person's queue. There's got to be. like, And if not, then I should have submitted an amendment to go away from CBS. Sorry. Yes, some, I'm surprised no one did as much as everyone bitches about CBS. I, I would I be – I'm on the fence about CBS. They're really – Honestly, they're really grinding my fucking gears right now. I sent them an email. So listen, we have, uh, just getting away from the amendments real quick. Last year we did an amendment that we birthed a new league, and it's called the <laughs> Farm. So we now have this promotion relegation system, just like European soccer, where whoever is the loser in the main league, they're relegated to the Farm, and whoever's the winner in the Farm is promoted to the main league. So very cool. 
So we decided to, to keep mirroring everything exactly the same, except for the, the entry fee, right? So I went and went with CBS. So we have CBS on the main league and CBS Sports on the farm league. So the cool part was, and the reason why I was totally into it, was they said if you refer a friend, you can get $100 back. And it's 130 or so dollars to buy the league. So it was going to be 260 And I'm thinking, hey, get 100 bucks back. That's totally cool. And we'll, we'll see if this farm thing works mm-hmm. out. So then I, I buy both leagues. <clears throat> I send them an email. I say, where's my $100? And they say, you have to play out the whole season first, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, what, the, what difference does it make? You got my money. Uh, so then the season plays out. And I literally waited until the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I hit them up and I said, hey, where's my money? And they said, oh, you didn't read the fine print. You can't be the one who signs up the secondary league. You don't get the money. So they, they're not sending me my $100, and I'm really fucking pissed about CBS. So if someone wanted to send an amendment right now, I, I, would, I would potentially be behind it because I am, fucked, I am fucking over them and their customer service. But that's just so you, so you didn't even try to game them. You were just like, yo, you didn't say I couldn't do this, and then they did. They said you couldn't do it. Apparently, um, apparently they did say it in, like, font size in the fine print. three pixels. Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, well, that is that is very unfortunate. So I'm I'm pissed about that. And honestly, the the options that I'm looking at are options that are completely free. Like I started messing with that sleeper app. I started looking at a few other ideas, but Ooh, me too. It's a little late now, considering we have to figure out how to get all the historical data. The history. For that, reason that's important to us. So <laughs> no, that that's the only thing. Like I, I mean, we can run off the subject and and keep going on the amendments. But yeah, I think it's just the history. Like if you've had a league for so long uh you know you kind of want to preserve that yo so next up hand over the hammer act yet another just you know hammer fisted attempt no pun intended from blitzed to try and impose his his anger towards me for having not sent him the hammer right away totally get it but you know busy over here and plus i wasn't even the goddamn champion bapes was and she didn't send it to him all of a sudden it's my responsibility so anyway so he decides to submit this amendment and now he wants uh, to punish people for not sending the hammer in time i i think that's fair because i mean you you played it off like you it took you know you sent it maybe a week or two later than he expected i mean at what point did he actually receive the league trophy <laughs> he literally uh, i think buddy. he got it yesterday yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, I, I understand his frustration. It is annoying to ship, and that was the problem. So it was like trying to find a safe way to do it. I'm not saying that it should have taken us three or four months or whatever it took, which was ridiculous, but it is annoying. So he better fucking save that box and all the packing stuff that we sent with it because now well, here's what's going to happen. He's going to have the same fucking problem. He's not going to send it in time, and I hope he loses balls because of this. I hope he loses his fucking <laughs> balls because of this. We can tell them him that later on the phone. All right, so next next up, and we're, we're, we're smoking through these, but I think there's some coming up that are pretty important to me. And this one has been important to me, even though it seems minuscule. Um, but for many years, I've thought this, and I am seriously surprised that I don't have a super majority of support across the fantasy spectrum from everyone. It, it's the kick, the kickers act. I am so fucking tired of kickers they are arbitrary they make no difference if you were to ask any other player on the team what they thought of their kicker they would laugh at you there is no reason for them to be in fantasy football it's boring it's stupid get them out of here 58 percent wanted to get them out not enough 
Yeah, so I'm going to say this is obnoxious and not that uh, I want to get rid of kickers. It's obnoxious that we bastardize fantasy football roster lineups in this league to the extent that we do. We have no tight ends, and now you want to get rid of kickers. At this point, we should just play like a three-quarterback league to keep things interesting. I'm, I'm so glad well, the kickers stayed, and that's keep, all I'm saying. I'm down to keep just one quarterback. But let's hey, let's think about doing some more super flexes or just do some running backs, some time. That would make it more interesting. But the kickers are not; they're not an. I, I struggle to say athletic, but they're they're definitely athletic. It's just not the same. I don't know. It's not why you watch football. You don't watch the NFL to watch field goals. You don't. Um, yeah, that's true. But hey, don't knock people that specialize with the foot because uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Pat O'Donnell, the punter from the Bears, hometown guy here. Uh, just just to let you know, he, I think, benched more than Jadavian Clowney at the Combine. Random fun fact that I know, that's all I know about him or really anything football-related, so we can move on. <laughs> Great. That will serve us well in draft season upcoming. Is he even an active kicker? Does he play right now? He's a punter for the Bears, yes. Thank you. A punter. That is also a weird thing that kickers and punters are actually different people. It should just be the same person, right? I, that I agree with. Save some money. All you have to do is kick the ball in different ways. Like, you literally have to specialize that much. <laughs> anyway, so that failed. That. that didn't happen. Um, somebody, I think it was you, um, and maybe... All right, 10-foot, I'm stuck here because I swear... I think we were right. I think we were right at the beginning of the episode where we said 75% was the threshold. And here's why I think we got fucked up. Because everybody, after the voting, said, guess what? We are done. We are done with the uh, the 99% act, right? They said, we don't want these weekly payouts. That got 66%, so everyone assumed that it won. I think we need to research these things before we do an episode. But when I scroll down here, <laughs> the fuck the farm act, which would have eliminated the farm, also got 66%, which everyone knows Shut that up. did not pass. <laughs> So we listen, either lost the, the farm or staying. we kept the weeklies. Yeah. So I mean that's so I mean we have to hit the breaking news because that's that's breaking news. So weekly weekly My payouts guy. stay and the farm stays. This is all lot this is happening live. This is really fun that we have no idea. This what's is going a, on. this is really breaking news. Like I had no idea this was happening. This is great. Yeah, so the farm stays with 66% trying to kill it, which was really, really sad, by the way. Everyone's, literally, that's just because you're afraid to go to the farm. And look, I've seen, I've looked the farm in the fucking eyes, and I am not afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, next yeah, thing up is something that did suck, right? And at this point, me analyzing what passed and what didn't pass, don't even listen to me because I'm probably wrong. But this one, down with the dictator, which was something that was eliminating my ability to make uh, dictatorial moves or declarations of any sort without con consulting the Illuminati or going through the amendment process, which really, again, slowing us down. So, Down with the Dictator Act passed with 75%. That sucks. So, wait, did it really? I swear that, that one was fine. <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh, man. I, I don't even think I'm allowed to be doing this podcast now. This is bad. This is awful. Uh, so no more dictator. That was the whole point of the open and democracy. Okay. Uh, all right. This is this is interesting. It's whatever. Whatever. Fine. Fuck everybody then. 
I'm not even going to. So, so I probably should have asked for permission before I started this show. But, you know, I, I don't remember what the rules were or punishments were if I, if I broke the rules. So we're just going to go with it. The next one up, Ice the Illegals Act, another stupid thing that we put in there to try and make fun of proper. Because for those who don't know, he was deported or whatever the proper term is. I don't know. He was sent back to his homeland across the pond, tea and crumpets. He's back with the queen. He, he's doing all those things that I could cliche, uh, but I don't feel like it proper is gone. He's in England. So we wanted to, we wanted to, I don't know why we were just assholes. So we wanted to add something to the constitution that would, would call it out and say that he's an illegal alien and he's not allowed in the country anymore. Uh, and that almost passed, but, uh, it did not 58%. So a little mean, a little mean, but, uh, I get it, you know. Proper, he's a jokester. He gets it. He gets it. He's in on the joke. He's a comedian. He's probably gonna like either stop listening to this two minutes in, or if he is, he's gonna make fun of us at how unfunny we are. So you know what? It's all you know fair what? game and okay, fantasy. Okay, so all right. So also breaking news because I'm gonna go back again, and I think what I'm doing here is that the red and yellow, or the red and blue. Mm-hmm. The fact that I said yellow is scary too. The red and blue on the graph. It changes it here. So it was like the the no is the yes and the yes is the no. So the down with the dictator act did not pass, actually. It's the opposite. I, I it actually overwhelmingly failed. So I'll, I've got to take it all back again. This is the most fucked up thing. Of course, this is episode one. I literally have no idea what passed and failed. This so is I'll, so I'll have to unbelievable. hire an auditor to figure this out. So, okay, so we still have a dictator, which is great for you, especially for now that we see that you're completely incompetent and have no idea what's actually oh, happening. This in this is, yeah, exhibit A. Okay, so this is great. Uh, what about the other ones? Is the weekly payout now, now, still... Yeah, shit, everything's in question. All right, so the Fuck the Farm Act didn't pass because, okay, so I was right on that. I was just reading it wrong. I think I'm trying to read left to right too much. This is a problem. All right, so let's just go on with it. I'm pretty sure that the, the rest were correct. I was wrong with the dictator one. And, all right. All right. So no the, the next few, I think, were actually good ideas, and this this does suck. So this was close to passing with fifty eight percent saying yes in blue. Mind your damn business, act. And what this was going to do was it was going to eliminate this arbitrary time period. And this is a great conversation at a macro level for fantasy football. Time periods for voting against a trade. I find it to be stupid. Why? Why do we? I don't understand why we always assume that every deal, regardless of who's winning the deal, that there is a potential of collusion, right? If there is, if there's a potential of collusion, then we have bigger problems in the league than trade voting, right? I don't see this league in particular, and I think other commissioners listening to this show would would agree that maybe their league. They don't really need to worry about the collusion because it's worth more. I, it doesn't make sense to me, especially in a keeper system, especially when it matters for next season, especially when there's money on the line week to week, which I should probably scroll up and see what the hell if that actually passed or not. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't make sense to to because what happens, what, what happens is a trade goes up, a notification goes out. Team A trades with Team B, and then Team C is getting this email saying, oh, my God, Team A really got one over on Team B. This must be collusion. And I think the point is people are allowed to make stupid decisions, and I don't think we should automatically raise flags on everything. Yeah, so I I, I agree. Uh, 
to some regard. I, I think there's a fine line between, you know, what is collusion and what is just, you know, Booyah being Booyah or, uh, you know, insert any other league member name here, just, you know, maybe not thinking through their own trades. And how do you police something like that? I think that's a fair question to ask. I think from my perspective, we have so many uh, kind of interrelationships within this league. And maybe it's just because I'm an only child and I've been lonely my whole life. But like yes. we have multiple brothers in this league. We have multiple, you know, uh, like spouse and wife, right? Your two spouse, whatever. So there's just a lot of opportunity for collusion that makes my eyebrow raised a little bit when that trade notification comes through. Yeah, but okay. So so let's say let's play this out, right? Let's play this out. You you get the notification that says Buddy Danger trades Aaron Rodgers to Bapes, his real life wife, trades Aaron Rodgers to Bapes, and he gets in return. Goskowski because he's the number one kicker, right? Because we really love kickers. We're gonna keep <laughs> kickers. So I trade Aaron Rodgers for Goskowski. And that's going to set off some red flags, right? But the the point of this act was to allow it to immediately go through. Now, if we deem as an Illuminati, as a, a league in uh, in unison, if we go to the Illuminati and we say, hey, this smells like collusion, we can still reverse something. All we're trying to do here is eliminate this voting process that's unnecessary 99% of the time. Yeah, so I, I agree with you specifically because you called out the Illuminati. I think this is honestly a game changer that, that makes this okay in my book. I honestly don't remember which way I voted for it, but I, I don't have a lot of heartburn because we have essentially what we have is kind of a tribunal that is voted on every year, and they serve as an intermediary for any kind of extenuating circumstances that can come from your league, whether that's uh, conflicts between people or shady trades or whatever the, the case may be. And so kind of they, they handle those issues. And because we have that uh, institution essentially as a check on this, like I'm cool with, you know, dropping uh, the vote on the trade. Maybe I should have added that to the description a little better. Maybe I, that's my bad. But also for those that are listening no. and they're wondering about the Illuminati and you're wondering, hey, well, what if a member of the Illuminati is involved in said trade, right? I'm in the Illuminati. I would have been involved in that trade in the example. We actually have alternates. So if someone feels like Jeff Sessions and they need to recuse themselves, they can do so and the alternate actually steps in. It's a great idea for all leagues. And I think like when you call it the Illuminati and you give it this air of like importance, then people take it seriously and it actually works out pretty well. One of my favorite things about the league. All right. So mind your damn business act did not pass. So that means we still have to have these one day voting periods, which I, I changed from like two or three days a couple years ago down to one. So that was a dictator move there that I think was actually good. I should have just cut it to zero then. All right. So fabulous rollover act. I thought this was actually a good idea and I think you didn't and that's fine because most people didn't. But Babes had this idea that we should have rollover fab money. This is a keeper league, right? We're trying to make this a multi-year thing. And you have to, before we get started, I want you to look at this idea from the perspective of someone that is not making the playoffs, from the perspective of someone in ninth place, right? They now have to weigh the options of spending their fab to save themselves from going to the farm through the farm tournament at the end of the season, or... They can be confident in their team and not going to the farm, and they can save this money for next year, right? It's, it's, it's just, that's the incentive for someone to have another strategy that they can consider for a long-term play. 
Yeah, so I, I do appreciate the strategy. Uh, that all makes sense. The problem is uh, I just think that something that is ultimately supposed to reward people for being uh, thoughtful about the year-to-year -year element of our Keeper League ultimately just serves to undermine the people that are going to make less smart decisions on a regular basis, right? Like, so ultimately, we just kind of further the gap. And I, I'm all about kind of maintaining an equilibrium in the league. I think it's healthy. It's more fun for everybody that way. And I just worry that the right people are going to know whether or not to kind of fold their hand or to uh, store up their fab dollars and carry it over to next year. And other people are going to make mistakes. And we're just going to further kind of that gap between the people that are good at it and the people that get lucky. Yeah, I could see that. I think I think for your example would work really great with Booyah, right? Isn't Booyah would be the type of guy that has the most transactions throughout the year? Somehow the the least involved person in the league makes the most transactions and he's spending the most fab dollars the quickest and he's not making the playoffs almost ever and he's the one that's going to actually burn himself on this like the guy who's addicted to scratch off lottery tickets and he's going to burn all his money and he's never going to save anything and the, the, the people that are already wealthy that don't need to go spend their fab, they're going to be the ones that actually get to roll over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's what I worry about because I like making Booyah somewhat competitive because it's just more enjoyable that way. <laughs> it's, that's been a very difficult thing, trying to make Booyah more competitive. We try. We really do. <laughs> We've given him so many chances. He's literally OG. He's been here from year one. Anyway, all right, so we got one more amendment. We're going to fucking – we're going to blast through it because we are already at 30 minutes for this fucking podcast. I don't believe this. So the last amendment was another one from Bapes. Murder the Deadline Act. And this was a this was a rash decision or a rash idea. Extreme. I'm still kind of down with it because of the long-term effects here. I, I am still kind of down with it. Uh, I do get I, I do get the whole issue with trading during the playoffs being hairy or trading literally two weeks before the playoffs, that being hairy. Uh, but I like the idea of it. Again, with the Illuminati... With, with the Illuminati there to place the checks and balance in the system that allows us to go somewhere. If we all deem something to be collusion or tanking or something that we on the fly think should not fly, that it, that it should be fine, right? So I think it would be really interesting because there's different ways to look at things, right? So if I'm in the farm tournament and I am potentially being eliminated, but... I get a draw against a person I know I'm going to crush because they, obviously I'm playing against the worst people in the league. There's a chance that I'm going to play against a really shitty team, be very confident that if I win this next game, I'm safe. I could trade one of my decent players to a playoff team now for a future asset, for a draft pick next year. And I wouldn't really know that I'd want to make that decision until the playoffs actually started. Yeah. And again, I, I think the emphasis is like, I appreciate adding, adding the strategy elements uh, to the game. Um, I think I voted against this uh, for the same reasons, right? Like I just feel like I'm a casual player and there are checks and balances that are inherent in the system to kind of help me uh, enjoy fantasy football while being a casual player. This, like if we, if you just cut this off, essentially and you can trade at any point in time and there's no deadline I'm not staying on top of things to like know if somebody is colluding or somebody is making kind of a shady deal, but I do I do like the strategy. Yeah, I think I think in the future, and especially you're going to hate this, but when we add more leagues in the future, I think we need to think more <laughs> long-term strategy 
or at least the ability to, to, to play long-term strategies and, and changing things up in that regard. So that is actually, that wraps up our, our uh, amendments there. Uh, obviously, I totally butchered all the yeses or nos, but I do remember that we only passed like two of these fucking things. So there we go with the 75%. So let's just jump into a little bit of content at a macro level that has nothing to do with the league. Right. We're going to talk about fantasy drafts, your strategy. What do you do? Uh, but I, let's start with when do you start paying attention to fantasy football? Some people are, are straight crazy for fantasy football. You got the fantasy footballer show that's literally year round now for the last couple of years. I mean, it, the industry is ridiculous. I think it has a lot to do with addiction. But the, I personally, you, I used to be in in hard on fantasy football early and often all year long in the last year as as people in the league know i i cut it off this year in january around the super bowl i i cut out didn't want to hear anything and i just started looking at stuff so what about you when do you start looking at fantasy stuff so i would say my time frame is really at the end of july start of august by the start of august i want to start paying attention and when i mean paying attention i mean like I literally didn't know that Michael Crabtree wasn't playing for the 49ers anymore. Exactly. I think that's who he was no last playing for. Yeah, right? So, like, all of the trades and all of the movements and all of the noise and the, and the nonsense that I'm not paying attention to, like, I start paying attention, I would say, come August. And then I obviously ramp it up as the draft approaches, which we typically try to draft as close to the opening day, right, to avoid, you know, fluky things happening. Yeah, it's funny. We always used to avoid Labor Day because we always assumed that everyone was traveling. And then <laughs> last year, Nobody's we were like, cool. let's do Labor Day. It worked out greatly. So we tried to do a Labor Day again this year. And of course, who's traveling? Ten foot's traveling. It's that. And then <laughs> here we are. But yeah. um, personally, um, I, I watch I watch the shit out of sports content in general. But I do I separate the two things, right? Like watching Sports Center or whatever's on ESPN or keeping up to date with sports, it is different than what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is paying attention to fantasy information, right? Like those details. And it's a different thing. Yeah, right? no, no, no. I can't do it early anymore. No, I, I, I can't either. And honestly, like I don't even pay attention to sports content. I like I've grown to be less of a sports fan than I was uh, say three or four years ago or when I first joined the league. Uh, it's just changed in me. And, and the, the interesting thing is, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, about this more throughout the kind of the duration of the series, but this tension that I have between watching a sport that I ultimately uh, dislike so many things about, but still entertaining myself with this very competitive uh, game with all of you people that I barely know, but know so well. It's this very weird um, kind of philosophical struggle I have. Uh, but to answer the question, yeah, I start paying attention in August. I don't know shit about who's on what team. I don't know, you know, what my strategy is going to be. I don't even know, like, if we still have a farm league. There's so many unknowns, and it's a lot of ramp up over the course of, like, you know, 30 days. Yeah, well, we could get on a tangent here. I literally wanted to tangent a second ago. We're not. We're going to keep going. Draft strategy, right? So we don't – you and I are on the same page. We're not going to – look at this shit all year. I think other people in the league are straight addicted to it. Coheeds doesn't miss a fantasy footballers podcast. They're in all year long, but what, what resources, and I, I use that term loosely, but what, when you decide, Hey, I'm about to dig in, what are you looking at for fantasy football information? Uh, so, I mean, there, there's the go-tos that like, I feel like I have to read, even though I know everybody else is reading them. And that's an interesting thing, I think, as a fantasy football, you know, player. 
you know everybody's listening to some of the same stuff. And so it's always interesting how much you hold truth to that. So I love Matthew Berry's column. Uh, I think he's a fantastic writer, so I, I enjoy his long read, long form. Um, but I know everybody else is reading that. And so I've, I think over the course of the last few years, tried to diversify. I do love fantasy footballers. Um, I listen to the CBS guys, even though I hate the platform. Like I do like, uh, you know, Jamie and Dave and all of them. So like, I'm listening to all these things, but I will say, you know, my, my most recent strategy is trying to go a little deeper. So I, I went with fantasy pros last year that exposed me to a lot more information and really, um, I focused on the guy who's been right from a draft standpoint for the last three years, and that's Sean Corners. So I've been listening to his podcast lately. Um, I find his takes very interesting, but, um, that, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm doing. Like, I'm listening to all the normal stuff, and then I'll find one or two things that I feel like, you know, maybe not everybody's listening to. Yeah, of course, I, I was like, I am not going to spend much time on this. How hard could it be? You know, you know what I like to use? I like to use the beer sheets from Reddit. I don't know if anybody knows about that. But the, the NFL yeah. fantasy subreddit or whatever, fantasy football subreddit, they have a dude on there who takes donations every year. And he's got this crazy cool algorithm. And he actually builds it in Excel files. And he makes a different Excel file for every possible league configuration. And he posts them for free and takes all these donations for charity every year. And it's, it's actually been really cool. But I've used them for the last couple of years. And here I am, having almost gone to the farm. <laughs> And having no one that's worth keeping. So I can't really recommend beer sheets, but I love the idea. Um, so I, I like beer sheets, but this year I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing any of this. And what happens? I end up drinking too much, smoking too much, looking at the computer. And the next thing you know, I've purchased the UDK from Fantasy Footballers, which I don't even know how much that cost me. It was probably like 20 or $30. So I've, I've got that in on it. And then the other day I was like, well, shit, now we've got our our draft slots. So I know that I'm in the two and I know that these are probably the keepers that I want. So I got to figure out a way to do a mock draft with keepers, go to fantasy pros, end up spending 10 more dollars to get their thing. So I could do keeper drafts. Here I am. I'm $40 in and I still haven't even paid my entry fee. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, I actually, you bring up a really good thing. I, I'd like to spend a moment uh, maybe on the next podcast where we can talk about like how, how, since we've done the Keeper League and it's a relatively new thing for us, it's really kind of um, uh, really shaken how I look at the draft. And I ultimately like make stupid decisions like out of fright because I feel so lost in this Keeper League and, and everything kind of goes out the window. But the thing you brought up is how do we guess who's going to keep who? based on what we know about the players and what we know about the people in our league. So another topic for another day, but um, yeah, I think and that, that's definitely, about. you know, you have to feel out your owners that, you know, you've known for a long time and you think, yeah, that guy's definitely keeping the Atlanta Falcons player or whatever, but <laughs> right. there's, there's some of that to it, but it, it, it's mostly value. I think our main league is pretty smart overall. So they'll probably all be looking at similar sources. Like you just talked about, they're probably looking at fantasy pros ADPs and just going based off of what someone else says, which makes this whole thing funny as shit. When we really, no one has an original thought anywhere. Everybody's <laughs> just literally looking at everyone else's lists and then considering themselves a fucking genius. And we'll, we'll, we get to talk to one of those fucking geniuses in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, let's see what else is on this list that's worth talking about. Cause we're already 40 minutes in and we got a guest coming up. So let's pick one more thing. You pick the next thing on this list. Let's do one more bullet point. All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go totally off the wall here and say like, are you are you watching any TV these days? Because I'm very curious to know if you're watching Sharp Objects. I literally saw. Is that the Amy Adams thing? Yeah. Okay, so I I saw the trailer last night, and I thought, well, I like Amy Adams. Uh, seems really weird, but no, I haven't I haven't started watching it yet. I I have a few things that I'm watching, but I haven't I haven't started. Is that a Netflix deal or what? No, so that's that's on HBO, and we can go on to a different topic, honestly, if you haven't seen it. But uh, very interested on your take. If you do have HBO, check it out. Uh, it's it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. It's from it was uh, written by the author. I, I think her name was Jillian Flynn. I might be wrong on that, but she wrote Gone Girl as well. I don't know. Have you seen that movie? I've seen Gone Girl. I thought that that was really weird. Plus, Ben Affleck's dick is in that movie, and that is really really weird, right? Is that that's the same movie, right? Yeah, so it's definitely the same movie. I will call out that it's interesting that you pulled that from That's the it. entire like I remember you know, his, arc his of that crazy movie, wife but... with the blonde hair had really nice tits, and she was a psycho, but he still decided to get naked with her in the shower at the end of the movie. That part definitely didn't sit well with me, but it was an interesting movie. I found it very engaging. I watched it recently. I know I'm probably like seven years behind the curve, but anyways, Sharp Objects, is, uh, that book was written by the same author of Gone Girl. It's very interesting rendition done on, on HBO. I don't know how I feel about it, but the finale is coming up next week, so you have to binge over the next week. All right, so Sharp Objects. I'm down with Sharp Objects. I will check it out. My recommendation is not a TV show, although I got plenty of TV shows, mostly nonsense that's not worth sharing. I literally, right before we started recording this, I watched, I don't know, season six, episode three of The Office. Like, that's how relevant my TV watching is right now. But I would say last night, Bapes and I watched a new movie and I hadn't even fucking heard of it. And I really, I shouldn't have watched the trailer, so I'm not even going to really describe it very much, but it's called Upgrade and it's R rated, right? So tons of gore and it is like a super sci-fi futuristic uh, robot body, but not, it's more artificial intelligence slash superhero, fuck, just super weird. And I thought it was like just amazingly well done. It reminded me in times of fucking like Wes Anderson or something, but in an action scene. So it was really weird, but uh, super recommended. Check it out. It's called Upgrade. Maybe we'll do this every week. We'll say some other thing that we're wasting our time with uh, watching, and we'll bring that up every week. So uh, we got it. actually one more thing we could talk about real quick while I hook up our guest. He's going to be with us in just a second. I would say predictions for this year real quick. Who's going to the farm? Oh, man. You know, honestly, like. You're going to say me, the, right? Like You're going to so say Buddy Danger is going to the farm. No. Well, I said that was honestly my first thought, but that's a cop out because I honestly think that you were going to go there last year. And I'm, I'm pretty sure in some other other universe you did. Um, you know, I'm always worried about me. Like I come up, I try to exude this confidence in the league. Like I actually know what the hell I'm doing, but I really don't. And that's really why I proposed the fuck the farm. Yeah, I think uh, that amendment. you are not alone in that. I think everyone is yeah. literally thinking the same thing. Yeah. So I, I don't want the farm league. I, I worry that I'm going to lose. But ultimately, like, I know it's not going to be me. I've, I think I made the playoffs every year, and I'm not trying to boast. But I, I, I have a couple people in mind. Um, we have a new person in the league, which I think is very interesting, somebody who moved up from the farm last year, first year this has happened. Um, so my, my prediction is whoever that is that just came up, they're going to get slacked, and they're going to go back down. All right. Well, we finally got our guest. Oh, b by the way, before we get to our guest real quick, I will give my, my prediction of who's going to the farm, and it's fucking blitzed. 
<laughs> That's rude. All right, so without further ado, we have our guest for this week's show. It is none other than the current champion uh, and the future member of the farm. We have Blitzed. What's up, man? What's up? That's rude. That's very rude. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't like your attitude most of the times, and I really just brought you on here to berate you for it. That's all right. <laughs> I had a feeling that's kind of how this was going to go down. No, I'm just messing but around. All right, I so we, we brought the champion so. because who else would we bring? Obviously, Booyah was booked. He's got to work tonight <laughs> at the bar. Um, but we brought the champion in, Blitz. He, he currently has the hammer. As I got to earlier, he received it last week, I believe. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So he's here. He's got the hammer. If you don't know, the hammer is a gigantic trophy that is fucking beautiful. It Six feet tall? Is that, is that what it is? It's Six something like tall? that, but it is hard as wood. It's very erect. Um, it makes a really <laughs> weird sound when you knock on it. Like if you like knocked on the top of it, it sounds oh, like it's hollow. I'll have hollow. to check it out. Okay, hold on. Oh, yeah. It's like an it's egg. Oh, he has sound. it nearby. He has it nearby. I uh, it's that. always nearby. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, that's great. Of course. <laughs> this is great. Okay. All right. So, he won the championship. How many years have you been in the league, Blitz? Uh, four years now. All right. Four so, years. You, so, wait. So, this is the fourth year? Uh, going on five years. Okay. So, you've and, and played what, and re four. And real quick. Yeah. The, you've played four, and this is your fifth, or you played three, yeah. and this is your going fourth? Going into the fourth. Or, I'm sorry. Going into the fifth, played four. Okay, and, and buddy, can you set a little context for who Blitz is? Because, again, like I pointed out, we have a lot of relationships in our league, so I yes. think that would help. So, yeah, so we have brothers everywhere, obviously. I think we've got three sets of brothers. common theme in this league. Yeah, but I, and I'm, but I, I am curious. I kind of think that AOL and Proper are brothers, but we just don't know it yet for some reason. <laughs> but we do – we have uh, – I have a brother in the league, High Decibels. Uh, he'll be pissed that he's not Shout on out this to Dubs. episode. Uh, but yeah, so he's uh, in the league. So there's there's that element of collusion. We have fourth and nine inches, which is just the cheesiest fucking name in the world. He is semi OG, having been here from the beginning, but then leaving for a year and coming back. So when that's a when was the asterisk. beginning? Just as context, when was the beginning of the league? The beginning of the league was 2008. But technically, if you want to get into the big backstory, it technically was 2007, but it wasn't called same level. So we don't count it. It doesn't count. I mean, that's like ABA, NBA. Like, you got to go with the official start. Right. Yeah, that was pre-three-point line. So that was totally different. <laughs> Perfect. Right. But, yeah, so 2008, and actually, funny story, High Decibel's ex-girlfriend, Wangsta's first champion in the league. So that was awesome. Shout out, I, I shout out to Wangsta's. That up, so she was, she was just great. She was a gem. Hey, I, I miss her. Hang on. Total gem. Has, has Decibel's actually ever won the championship? He has. He has. He almost won it twice. In fact, okay, I think okay. actually when Wangstas won it, I'd have to look at this. She beat him in the championship, I think. At, at one point, oh, wow. they, they had both made it to the championship, and she won. Wow. Yeah, that was the first season. So he's won it once, but he's been there a couple times. Got it. Okay. And I, I've, been, I've, only, well, I've only won it once. I don't remember how many times I've been there. Probably like five. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's yeah, been a it's long probably time. like ten years ago. It was a long to do. Brett Favre was fucking killing it. I think I had Sean Alexander. <laughs> it was uh, I was just on firing on all cylinders. But this isn't yeah, about me. Let's get to Blitz. Yourself. So Blitz, you won last year. Correct. How did you win last year? Tell me how you won, so I can copy you. Todd Gurley, hundred percent. Well, that was making that's pretty him, easy. So how did you, where did you get him again? Because did you get him in the first round in our keeper? I draft? actually got him because I picked a twelve spot because I wanted to God keep damn it. Julio. And I and I figured 12 spot that's a that's a great spot to pick Julio if I'm gonna keep him so that's where I wanted him and then actually I was telling 
fourth and nine inches this the other day. When I drafted Gurley, I was upset. I didn't even want him, but I just kind of felt like what was available. I don't remember what was available at the time, but I didn't love the pick and uh, definitely learned a little something about that draft. Well, what did you learn? Uh, that you should maybe not always just trust uh, your opinions about players and kind of err on some rankings that you may have heard of and, and uh, kind of don't always follow your gut. What rankings, what, what what rankings are you looking at? Uh, well, I'm not going to just kind of spill all my secrets. That's what the show's for, Blitz. I wouldn't have had you on if you weren't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some sources here and there to, to look some at you know, player right. rankings. So you're on Reddit. Got, okay, so you're on Reddit. And you're yeah, so I'm on Reddit. Yeah. All right. All right, so I like I like beer sheets. I like if you want me to be real, I like beer yeah, sheets. Yeah, we talked about I that like before Boris we came Chen. on. That's pretty cool. It fu- look, I've been using it. You see where I'm at? Did you really use that last well, year? I did use it last year, but I also So clearly the, the source doesn't entirely. matter because one person won and yep. one person almost went to Completely the park. arbitrary. This entire game. Well, but did you follow it like to a T or I mean, you know, like how how are you drafting when you use beer sheets? Do you still kind of have your own strategy well, where you're was, thinking like I'm going like running back, a, running back, or like it's color coded, right? So it has like that red right. to green positional value and, and kind of scarcity and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I need to use this tier stuff this year, and that's probably going to help me out more. I think that's probably yeah. Boris Chen is going to be your best friend. I'm going to give away all the secrets. Okay. Boris Chen has tiers for days, so I just kind of use like a combo of like tiers plus beer sheets, and I kind of try to zig and while others zag. And you're so this year. You're keeping who? Uh, I'm going to be keeping definitely Todd Gurley. Splash. I tried to get up as far up in the draft as possible to get that Todd Gurley value. If I could have had him at like the 24th pick, I would have just came everywhere. I mean, I, I wish I was one overall. <laughs> so, so props to AOL, I believe, for getting that somehow. Yeah, but uh. And that Somehow. motherfucker, let's talk about AOL for a second. And I have, obviously, we could do a whole deep dive on AOL, like the deep state. Sure. Uh, but well, I we, think you kind of need to be able to do a deep dive if you're actually going to really understand. Yeah, but is. just <laughs> on the surface right now with what I'm dealing with with him is I want that 101 pick, and he won't answer me. I've literally I've literally been sending him messages for a, since the draft lottery, like as soon as it ended. Well, I, I don't think there's really anyone who's kind of been interested in, in trading many picks, at least – I know you've been throwing it out there. I haven't really seen anyone chomp at it. I I haven't been too interested in it. I don't know. I feel like well, let me uh, ask you, Mr. Champion, Mr. Champion. Sure. If, if you were AOL, I'm going to give you a right. trade offer, okay? And I want you to to let All me right, know if you I'll think you would do I'll this. I'll take this role. Hold on. Let me look at. Let me look at who. I no holding has. on. This is a fucking podcast. All right, go. Splits. There's go, no waiting go, around. Go. I'm ready. For you to it's, Google it's it. Okay. Uh, here's the <laughs> offer. You've got 101. I want it. All right. I got 102. I'm going to give you 102, so you just literally, literally, all you have to do is just let me pick one before you for the first round. Sure. In return, I will give you my seventh round pick, which is at the beginning of the seventh round. It's the 702. Okay. And I will give you the third round keeper rights for Gronk. Yeah, now, no. If you I don't use know that thing that uh. I sent out that, that gives you the values of each draft pick, it's actually I'm giving so you hold on. more. So like, okay, so I've actually done a little bit of research on this, and I have picked out who I think people are going to be keepering. So the board that's available after I've estimated all the keepers, this is who I'm looking at as the top ten. Okay, so I've got Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt. Oh, well, not top ten. This is just not in order, but the top ten names: Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones. Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Freeman, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, 
all the way down to T.Y. Hilton and Stefan Diggs. So I kind of don't hate it. So hang on, hang on. Swap. Oh, I want to I want to stop for a second. So you, you're expecting none of those players you just mentioned to be kept? Is that right? Well, potentially. I think Odell Beckham could be kept yeah, by Babes. Be. Well, I mean, there you go. Kareem, I mean, Kareem Hunt, right? Like, I would imagine who, well, who is that? Your brother? So I believe, yeah. So okay, let's. Let, I have my brother keeping. Yeah, he could keep Kareem Hunt, but I have him keeping Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. He has Dalvin Cook in the fourth, uh, and Derrick Henry in the sixth. So I mean, there's some value for Derrick Henry. And when, well, hang on, when does he have Hunt? Let me look. This is fucking. I debated riveting. this for a while. I debated. I debated this for a while. He has Hunt one, so he keeps. So, He'd be keeping him in the sixth spot. In the sixth spot? Uh, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's value there for Henry, but all the talk, like, if you listen yeah. to all the same shit that everybody else listens to, like, you know, Dion Lewis is there. I think he's on that team now, right? Like, I don't know what I'm talking True. about. But, like, there, there's all these elements, and we play in a half-point PPR. We know Derrick Henry isn't going to get that work. So, True. I don't know. I feel like your brother would analyze that and take the safer bet with Kareem Hunt at the sixth spot. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Fourth and nine inches was tough for me for, for picking keepers. He had an interesting team. Babes was tough because she has Zach Ertz in the 11th and Devontae Adams in the fourth. I know. And Odell I Beckham, that. I mean, Odell Beckham could literally still be there. Yeah, she could take Odell Beckham. She's got the 103. Odell Beckham could literally still be there. Like, I don't know why you keep him. If, I, if it goes right him, now. The people are around him, I, I don't know. AOL, or I, if he finally gives it to me. Number one pick is Saquon Barkley. The number two pick, in all likelihood, is Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. <laughs> and then the third pick could go Odell Beckham. All right, I'll throw a wrench in this. I'll throw a wrench in this. I'm not keepering Julio Jones. Really? Okay. Correct. That is some <laughs> breaking news. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> if you want to know my keepers, I'll give it out early. I've been sitting on this for a while, but I'm probably going to keep Marvin Jones in the eighth. Over Julio Jones. Oh, oh Jones. man! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! All right. I mean, but the, but that's the interesting. It's thing, four right? rounds like, of value. It's four the, the rounds va- of keeper value. And and like so so much of this game, like if you're gonna half pay attention at least, like it comes down to like math and numbers and gut instinct, right? And you right. can't pass up value like that, even though like you know Julio, we all know he's gonna go in the first round, but like the right. value. So is basically, something you I'm making the trade off. I'm making the trade-off of, of Marvin Jones, who's like a fourth, maybe fifth round draft pick, pushing him to the eighth, and then dropping Julio Jones for someone like potentially could be available. Let's see, Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Freeman, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton. Like, worst of the worst. Yeah, and you, know, you wouldn't have to spend a little bit towards the round. end. Right, exactly. So yep. I, think, I think that's smart. I think that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. So that makes Julio available again. You know, in front of me. Well, luckily for you, luckily me. for us, ten foot only like less than half of the league will listen to this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Our secret is safe. So fifty minutes quick, in, they're to, never getting here. Not not to be super ego here, but uh, who did you have me pegged as keeping? All right. Okay. I have. Oh man, you were another tough one because I didn't think you had like crazy value all the way across the board. Hold on. Let me look at your full roster. I have you keeping Michael Thomas in the second and Alvin Kamara in the third. But 
I think I had someone else as good value for you that I was struggling with. So I have Alex Collins, I think, in the seventh think, or the eighth. I think that's kind of the one I was struggling with was Alex Collins. Yeah, or even throwing another monkey wrench out there, if I want to re be real ballsy, is like Tariq Cohen in the eleventh. So again, That would be crazy, in my opinion. If you're pushing after like eighth round, don't do it. Because eighth I, to like eleventh round, you can get the same player. I, I hear you, but running backs go quick in our league, and that eighth-round player is not going to be an eighth-round player come draft day. Like, I don't believe it. I believe our running backs go way quicker because we have people like Decibels who's well, going then, to I draft every— I feel like you're every... making an argument for Alex Collins right now. No, 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 absolutely. And what is. I'm telling you is I, I, I haven't decided it's the running back for, for, for Baltimore, I think, is who it is. Uh, he, well, he does the, he does the that's Irish correct. dance. That's, what, that's why I love him. He, does, he posted he, a like... video last year. Of him doing an Irish dance, and I love that, and so I want to keep him. I don't know if it's going to be Michael Thomas. Like I feel like I I'm think definitely he was like one of the Kamara. top running backs to close out the year. He exactly, was like a top five running back in the last like six seven weeks of the year. And everybody's talking about like, oh, Buck Allen's behind him, and there's like some other nah, person who can't that. stay on the field. Yeah, exactly. Like I love the value for Collins, and I can't. I feel like I can't pass up Kamara. I feel like I'm going to dump Thomas. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate dumping Thomas. That's. I was actually because he, because he, could be he was he was all over it. He could he could possibly still be there. The keeper system throws a wrench. Everyone kind of moves up a little bit until you get after kind of the fourth round. Then it goes back right. to being like a normal ADP draft. Right. Yeah, hard to prep for. That is very yeah, true. Agreed. So I would appreciate I appreciate what you've done for us tonight, Blitz. You have given us your secrets to winning. Which was apparently yep. the same there thing I did, where I almost went to the farm. You, you looked at beer sheets, all right. So you gave us that for last year, and this year you told us who you're keeping and who you're not keeping. That is literally breaking news on the show. Uh, Julio Here, Jones even, will be I'll available. Even, That's wild. I'll even I'll do some I'll do a favor for everyone after this podcast drops. I will share my beer sheet in the general chat for everyone to use, and everyone can. I will delete can have it. The same. Even what a guy! You will delete it. Yeah, we don't want right. your beer sheet. It's not even your – what are you talking about, your beer sheet? You didn't make the beer sheet. Well, I'm not saying – well, I mean, like, you know, you got you, you can, like, choose the custom one, make sure it's your league. Oh, so you just choose the, right the custom shit. one for us. You probably picked the wrong one yeah, on purpose. Yeah, I, I, want, I want him to post this. He needs to post this. Don't delete it. Please, I need this. I need help. It's on Reddit, 10-foot. Do you not fuck with Reddit? How old are you? <laughs> But he said it was custom. I want to see the custom All shit, he man. did was click on a link that, that matched our settings. Oh, 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 okay. All right, then fuck it. Delete it. <laughs> yes, delete it. Yeah. All right. So, let's well, who, okay, hold on. What's what we've talked about my keepers, we've talked about 10 foot's keepers. I think it's only fair that that you kind of share. Tell you, I will tell I you right agree. now. I am keeping Josh Gordon twice. Okay. I think that's <laughs> been obvious. Hold on. Is this your last possible chance to keeper him? It has to be. I feel like you no, This is your third years. year, correct? No, actually, this is going to be I, your I third. I believe. I believe. No way. I would like to check the record books on this. I, no, we don't need to do it now, but we need this to call is, the Illuminati. No, the, the oh, last wait, year, Illuminati. last year, I actually <laughs> picked him up as a free agent, so I've only kept him it, once. So talk uh, about strategy there. He dropped this guy and probably picked him up the next day. Yeah, it was just it so was they close. didn't have to worry about that. Right. You know, I kind of forgot about that. Is that a caveat written into the rule there? Is that a loophole? If there is ever, because it has to clear waivers, that. right? So it's totally fair. Someone could bid on him at that point. Now, I that's true. only make him available for a couple days or one day, then that's I'd like me. to see the transaction. I'd like some proof here. Okay, so now i got to fucking take screenshots of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's This is what takes so long. I, li I, have, I have to go back and do all the ADP shit again, because it's going to have to be updated before we do keepers. And, like, two things will well, change. Well, this is... 
this is true. I'll I'll fact check for you, and and, and maybe do some work for you. All right. So before we go tonight, because we're literally creeping up on the one hour mark, which I didn't think we were gonna do, let's just answer one one question, and I I will let I will let the Who's champion the go farm? first. What in the world is Booyah doing right now? Oh gosh, I I just envision him dancing at a bar right now. Dancing at a bar. He would definitely drinking, he's dancing, he's dancing, singing. partying. Oh yeah, he's definitely singing. Singing uh, before dancing. I'll tell and you Looking one thing. very good at it. He's not paying attention to whatever he's supposed to be paying attention to. I'll tell you that. that That's all accurate. I know about him. Shirking responsibilities. There you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> all right. So I I actually have some insight on this because I am a huge I am a stan of Booyah and I am all over oh. his IG, right? Like I just stalk this right. guy. It's fascinating. So I already know what he's doing. And right now he's chilling in Boston and he's chilling with some guys. And I don't know if this is an insensitive term, but they look like Guidos from Jersey shore. I don't know that that uh. is insensitive. I take offense. <laughs> Half of me does. <laughs> so he's traveling around and he's doing his thing. And I assume that like he's, I researching. Said, he's partying. He's partying. I was right. You can't be with, uh, as you so eloquently put it, Guidos, Guidos. without partying. So he's there's a lot, there's right a lot of name drop. There's a lot of name dropping on the end of this podcast. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, we're an hour in. We've done this thing. We did episode one. We think we're going to do episode two next week. And I hopefully, hopefully, this is the part that I actually haven't done anything with yet. Is I actually have to get this from a recording to. The internet. So I have to figure that out too before I actually send this to anyone. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully this will be available tomorrow. If you're hearing this, then that means it was available at some point and you got it. Uh, Thank you to Blitzed, although I hate you. And Tenfoot, thank you for coming on. We will see everybody next week, uh, hopefully, if we still are here. All right, later.